baby. How was school? Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast where we take a quick swig of medicine from the limitless depths of pop fiction, literary fiction, visual art, music, movies, poetry, any artistic creation, and we feel all the better for it. My name is Nate Hammond. You are listening to Tonic Pop. All right, so we just took a quick break to go and make some cheese sauce. <laughs> the kids. Um, Maria trusts my cheese sauce over hers. I guess she she just knows I can make it quickly. But, you know, there's no secret to it, actually. It was cream, quick. Cream butter cheese. <laughs> um, don't, you don't have to thicken it with any uh, flour or anything. No, nope, you can make it all keto. Beautiful. Anyways. Nice. Um, yep, it will harden your arteries. But, <laughs> no, it won't actually. It's all good. Um, taste amazing. But yeah, uh, it was tasty, and we'll taste it soon once we finish this podcast mm. episode. And we are up to our number ones of our favorite female-led... Yeah, we're going to do honorable mentions, so let's Sorry. definitely do honorable mentions. Yep, let's do it. Well, I had Mad Max Fury Road down okay. there, but like I said... Oh, actually, did I say that on... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. La Femme Nikita. Oh, yeah. Um, I had Colombiana. Colombiana. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's so, got... Um, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's great. Oh, I had Edge of Tomorrow on there. I yeah. wanted to mention it because I was, I was cl- yeah. she plays an awesome character, but I felt like he was too much the it, lead. It, yeah, yeah, he really did dominate that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, but um, but they really set her up as like an action hero mm. in the movie. You know, even like... They have her on the bus, like going, you know, going past. Yeah, and stuff. right from day dot, she's yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Black Widow with mm. uh, Dasha Romanov, Trinity from the Matrix. Although, yeah, again, it's you know, although she's awesome, it's uh, it's more about Neo's story. Um, it's Neo's story, and it was yeah. more of an ensemble cast. Yeah, um, yeah. If anything with Lawrence Fishburne. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, Rogue One as well. I had Rogue One. Oh, uh, and, and also um. The Force Awakens. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Force Awakens. Sorry. Right one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to say the same for me. All those are honorable mentions. Um, one that I almost had in my top five just to be uh, just to be different yeah. um, was Spy um, with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, because she's actually, like, I'm actually really, like, I don't know. I mean, she she's showed herself as actually quite a versatile actress in that, yeah, in that yeah. one. And she actually really is an action hero. I actually and, really liked that movie. Yeah, it was so yeah, good. It was, it was so funny. funny. Yeah. Um, and it was, and she wasn't just, um, like, so she's obviously overweight. Like, you know, it's yeah, it's not non-politically correct. So, um, and and so she gets these sort of roles that rely on that as a character. You know, use yeah, that yeah. Um, you know, like to, a gimmick yeah. as a gimmick to her character. And while she, they did use that initially, she sort of like shows herself to not have to. Um, I guess she sheds it in a way, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and shows that she actually is pretty kick-ass. Yeah. And there's some cool fight scenes and she's able to, and it's not just a bumbling idiot and accidental yeah. sort of hero. She actually can do it, mm. you know, and she actually is cool because she's playing off against Jason Statton, who is an expendable, um, yeah. you know, and so, yeah, so I, I love that. Anyway, I just think, um, yeah, no, that's a good one. Really cool. Yeah. Susan Cooper. I had Charlie's Angels, Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I just had them as a, you know, they that'd be my top ten. I think it's just a fun movie. I think they did well with the with mm. the characters. Oh, I wanted to make mention of 
because even though her movie wasn't in my, if I had one of her movies in my top five and it was pretty much banging on the door of it, mm. um, it would be it'd be Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown um, and uh, yeah. Pam Greer because yeah. Pam Greer is she needs an honorable mention because uh, maybe you've got Jackie Brown I don't know I don't know what you got but um uh, imagine <laughs> I think I do know what you got yeah. but uh, Jackie Brown is highly rated um, uh, Quentin Tarantino bought her in because he saw her as an iconic figure and mm. he wanted her to be a part of his sort of uh, film canon. Yeah. Um, but Pam Greer, you know, Foxy Brown, and so she was all a part of that sort of black exploitation movement and became that sexy female action hero symbol. And Quentin Tarantino actually calls her the first true cinema female action hero. Mm. Um, or female action hero of cinema, if you like, or however you want to say it. So. Yeah, she sought after her for that Jackie Brown yeah. role, though, because yeah, he yeah. admired her. Because yeah. he admired her so much, and, you know, he's a fan of those um, cult films. So, mm. yeah, so she needs a special mention as well. Yeah. yeah, so those are my honourable mentions. Cool. Good Dorothy nice. from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> she was a hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, you ready? Sure. Yeah. We've Luke's, already talked about it. Luke's number one. <laughs> oh, we've already talked about it. Okay. It is. Oh, you know what it is. Oh, well, I think you know. Yeah. Actually, my... Anyway. Um, mine is The Bride. Yeah. Kill Bill. Yeah. So I suppose it's a little late for an apology, huh? You suppose correctly. Now it's kill or be killed. You have every right to want to get even. Get even? Even, Stephen? I would have to kill you. That'd be about square. She is um, definitely a force to be reckoned with. And uh, um, especially in the first movie where, you know, like we said before, it's it's mostly the, it's more heavily action sequenced than the second one. But as as Quentin Tarantino you know, he, he he says they're one movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, but anyway, uh, the reason I guess I chose this and I did um and R a little bit between Ripley and uh, The Bride, but um, the reason I went for Kill Bill was you know not not only because of her as a as a hero, but there's some pretty awesome female characters in oh, the yeah. movie. Across, yeah. Um. So the the deadly viper assassination squad mm. <laughs> you know actually consists of like four females and then and one guy and then also bill yeah who i guess is the 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 head but um but there there are all these these awesome characters that are very strong i'd say um know how to kick butt <laughs> um so and i especially like the you know the culmination with with the first with volume one where um where she meets oren ishii um and and fights her i think you know her her backstory like because they they tell you or she tells you her story yeah sorry beatrix tells tells yeah. you her um oren's story and she's got a crazy story as well you know but she's you know fought her way up but you know chosen that side that she's going to be the yeah head of this uh crime organization mm. like all they all fear her and she's this just this awesomely strong character you know she's used used the things in her past to kind of create that menacing character that she that she is you know there's a lot of strong female characters in in that movie it's very violent but uh very very enjoyable just a few facts to throw in there that I pulled out to, to round it off because yeah we did talk about it a lot already Kill Bill yeah. and her character <laughs> development which I think is just it was it was really cool just the way she portrayed that character yeah um, actually I mean it was, it was not like it was a big arc 
because the the arc came like we see the arc by seeing her backstory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we kind of see her for what she is now mm. and not what she's becoming. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she's already become, and she's not going beyond that really. Not not too much anyway. But we get to see that backstory. That so the character arc is told through the backstory. I mm. think. Yeah. And um, and it gives us really good perspective on why she's doing what she and it helps you to sympathize with her in that she's. Yeah. You know, this cold-blooded killer, but we can sympathize with that. But yeah, so a couple of cool bits of trivia. Um, oh, I'm trying to... I saw it before and I'm trying to remember his name. Hanzo, the, is it, that's his name, eh, that makes the swords? Hanzo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he actually... The person that... Uh, the Plays real him. name of the actor is Shinichi Chiba. And he makes katanas in real life. Um, in his movie... His character, Hattori Hanzo, is a renowned katana maker who takes a who's taken a blood oath to never create an instrument of death again. But yeah, so he's actually a, 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 in real life, he's he's a katana That's cool. creator. Um, but then Quentin Tarantino decided to put him into a sushi restaurant, remember? Yeah. And it's in Okinawa. But apparently, in Japan, Okinawa is renowned as the worst place to get sushi. So um, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino decided to be a bit cheeky and put him into, yeah, have him owning a sushi restaurant. In Okinawa. Um, yeah. Since it permitted Hanzo to leave his former life behind and not be bothered by those who tried to seek him out after having taken his blood oath. So it allowed it like that yeah, to have yeah. this sort of solitude as well because no one's going to eat sushi in Okinawa because it's <laughs> not a good place for it. Um, I had some pretty good sushi in Okinawa. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this this fact when um, we talked about Quentin Tarantino's movies, but he delayed production because Uma Thurman was pregnant. He refused mm. to start without her or to get another actress or anything. So he really wanted her, and you know what he wants, he gets. And so he he'll yeah. he'll put a movie on hold. I mean, we said the same thing with um, you know, until he found the part for that that Christoph Waltz ended up taking. Mm. Um, the Jew Hunter, uh, you know, he just refused. Oh, well, we might not be able to make the movie because we haven't got the right actor for it. Yeah, so yeah. I love that he does that. And definitely yeah. Uma Thurman was the right actor. Yeah, she definitely was. The closing title card, based on the character of The Bride, created by Q and U, refers to the first initials of Quentin and Uma. The church scene was shot in the Mojave Desert outside of Lancaster, California. Keep an eye out during the scene for a cameo. By, and this is on IMBD, by the way. Check out... Uh, keep an eye out during the scene for a cameo by did you know that so we talked about like we tried to name all the movies that this person was in because he's a little bit of a, a oh. new, like a lucky charm for yeah, Quentin Tarantino yeah, yeah. he's in so many of his movies but there's a cameo there I didn't know this until right now when I'm reading it but the Samuel R. Jackson is the dead organ player <laughs> yeah how cool Funny. is that so he is in Kill Bill yeah wow did you know that or, no I didn't know wow. that yeah um, Jack Nicholson, Kurt Russell, Mickey Rourke, and Burt Reynolds all passed on playing Bill. And then we talked I about that in that. our Quentin Tarantino thing too. The sunglasses the bride takes from Buck at the hospital are the same style Christian Sailor wore in True Romance, which is also written by Quentin Tarantino. Mm. And you know how we couldn't, you didn't know the name. It was never said, Beatrix. Yeah. Um, her name was never said, but you can see it on the plane tickets when she goes to Okinawa. So yeah. a sharp eye can see her real name on those plane tickets. But otherwise, yeah, he tries to, tries yeah. to hide the real name. Um, she was Black Mamba before she was the bride too. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's just a few cool little, and there's lots of trivia we could share, but it was a good choice, I think. Mm. Um, so I'm glad she was on the list twice because she deserved to be on the list twice. She is phenomenal. Our part's over. So.
So my number one is probably obvious by now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is because I think this is a true like like Pam Greer, but um, this is a true sort of female icon that uh, sorry female action hero. Yeah. That set a standard for female action heroes and could be considered in that first wave of mm. female action heroes that sort of set a standard and sort of uh, broke the ceiling, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely, um, even though she was uh, just after Pam Greer, she was definitely the first true sci-fi female action hero. Mm. So that is, of course, Alan Ripley, a um, or Sigourney Reaver, played by Sigourney Reaver for the Alien series. And as um, Luke already said, Aliens was when she really became that badass sort of female yeah. action hero. So, all right, people, on the ready line. Are you me? Yeah. Are you me? The character itself is a cinematic icon, you know, if you had to paint icons, a big mural of cinematic icons, yeah. um, you'd have Alan Ripley there. Mm. Uh, when we speak of Weaver's legacy, I think this is the character and the film that will dominate discussions. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, she was, she's been great in everything she does, from Ghostbusters to Galaxy Quest, you know, to yeah. uh, even Love Holes and um, Avatar. Uh, yeah, like, yeah it's funny I almost see avatar as almost like i see it as the same character almost see her as alan ripley she could be alan ripley you could write her in as alan ripley just an avatar almost yeah yeah, yeah. like she's sort of re- semi-retired and now yeah. she's doing this job as a scientist <laughs> and you know because it's still it's out of space and you know i can yeah. see her i can see her doing that yeah um moving to that so it could almost be a follow-on and mm. james cameron say so you never know um i don't know i think he likes to throw in easter eggs and stuff but who knows I don't yeah, know. yeah weaver was nominated for best actress academy award um all but unheard of for science fiction it has become probably one of the most loved performances ever um you know amongst movie buffs and um cinephiles even though this movie is now geez when um you know close to 40 years old yeah 86 was it? Yeah. So it's bearing down. It's getting closer to... to four, it's getting close to 40 years old. Yeah, 86. Just, it still holds strong. And so mm. I didn't get to watch the movie. And it's, as, as I prepared for this, you know, I wanted to watch as many of these movies beforehand. But yeah. I just... So I ended up YouTubing, watching some of the scenes and all that sort of stuff to sort of bone up on it and to just remind myself and refresh my memory. Yeah. And it's still holding strong. And her performance is still holding strong. It hasn't dated it's still got that sort of sense of, you know, you got that sense of impending. So I talked once, so a little while ago, we talked about Mary Jane characters. So, you know, got these characters that, you know, just can't be beaten. Mm. So she just falls into the space where she plays it so well, where she's not Mary Jane, you know, so she's not like, yeah, just dominate, dominate everything. And there's no way she can be beaten. Mm. So you're not in a safe place, you know, not too comfortable. You're still scared because these aliens are, are big and bad. But she, you you see her as someone where if you were on that ship, you want to be, you'd want to be right next to her. You know, you'd wouldn't want to stray too far from her. Yeah. Because she's got your back, and she's the hero that you need in that moment. She's the hero that you need in that moment. You're you're wanting to trust her to be the one that will get you out of that situation. And so I think Sigourney Brewer played it well, and I definitely just think that she deserves 
number one on my list, just as uh, you know, Emma Thurman deserved number one on your list. I definitely think these yeah. are standout performances all around. Um, yeah, and so I'm pretty happy with my top five. I can pretty comfortably yeah. say that these are five of the the best female action heroes. And if uh, and p- put together with yours, I think they created a a female. And I don't want them to do it again because it just looked like it's just one of those ones. But you know, if they if they were to start incorporating more females into um, Expendables, that sort of yeah. thing, these would be the girls that you'd you'd pull on, call yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um also I didn't mention before is you know not only is she uh, you know like a badass in, in that movie, but she's also intelligent. You know, which is yeah, yeah. How she has to she has to fight tell intel like she has to be intelligent to beat mm. those aliens because obviously you can't just you know beat them with uh, <laughs> force like she's a scientist in the movie and yep. that's why she's you know on the on those voyages and then you know she uses her intelligence to to get away from the alien in the first movie and then this one you know she uses her intelligence combined with you know her strength to to just kind of outwit and um and just kick ass yeah awesome definitely i you know like i said i struggled between those two you know the reason i was thinking her for number one is like i said before she's she was kind of the first female lead action star that i remember seeing on the big screen right and you know in this movie and then i mean it's true for a lot of us and that's why it's so standout was because it was it really was one of the first times first like except you know except maybe pam greer but yeah. The first times in a blo- in a blockbuster anyway that you yeah. saw this female action hero at that such a standard. Yeah, yeah. You know, um a few cool bits of trivia to to bring it all home. Um and this is straight from IMBD. James Cameron we know is a great director and so he really thinks like I said like you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he was thinking of Sigourney as being like a uh, sorry her character in Avatar has been like a yeah. follow on who knows. But um possible. Um yeah, but yeah. But he, when he shot the, um, at the start of the film, you see the um, colonial marines, uh, well, near the start anyway, um, they're all jamming with each other and talking with each other. And then, well, he actually shot that scene last. So normally, I mean, it's not always sequential anyway when you're shooting films, but he decided to purposely put that scene last because he wanted them to all make the movie together. That way they would have true camaraderie by that stage. Mm. And then when he shot it, it just felt more real. So I thought yeah. that was a really cool director's call. That's cool. Yeah. If you got any trivia, sing it out. Yeah, I was just looking through. Bill Paxton said he improvised um, heaps of his lines, like game over, man, game over. <laughs> he's um, got some good lines. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a lot of good lines on Bill Paxton. His um, famous line, we're on an express elevator hell going down. <laughs> Um, was improvised. It's not in the shooting wow. script. Yeah. So. It was the only acting role for Carrie Hen who played Newt. Interestingly, she didn't do anything else. Never acted again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I did see, I did read one thing that was interesting that, um, because uh, when they filmed, oh, where did I see it? When they were filming in the UK, the crew that they had was the same crew that did Alien and they were all very loyal to Ridley Scott and they weren't, a bit unsure of James right. Cameron. Right. He decided to put on a screening of uh, the Terminator to right. show them, and um, kind of invited them all along. But apparently, a lot of them didn't go because <laughs> I guess they decided not to. Oh. <laughs> they just didn't bother to turn up. Here it is. Yeah. So yeah. So the British crew was the same that worked on Alien in '79, and they were says they were fiercely uh, loyal to Ridley Scott, and so to convince them that he had the talent and the skills mm. to to do the job um he arranged the screening of the terminator but the crew um 
But most, yeah, most of them ignored the invite and didn't bother to turn up. <laughs> I'm surprised you did so well then with all that sort of yeah, mut- yeah. mutiny. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely did a good follow-on. Wow. I think I said it earlier, Sigourney Weaver got the Best Actress Academy um, nomination, mm. which was a first for an actress in a action role um, or in a role in an action movie. So again, another another benchmark. Al Matthews, he played um, a Marine sergeant in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in real life the first black Marine to be promoted to the rank of sergeant in the field, which was during oh, wow. the service in Vietnam. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's another interesting thing I saw that the alien screams are actually baboon shrieks altered in post. Wow. Post production. Yeah. Baboon shrieks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can hear that now that it's been said. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. The alien nest set was kept intact after filming. It was later used as an access chemical set for Batman, that Tim Burton's Batman. When the Batman crew first entered the set, they found most of the alien nest still intact. Cool. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. James Cameron had the um, the actors, you know, in brackets, the Marines, personalize their own costumes, battle armor and fatigue for added realism, much like soldiers in Vietnam wrote. You know, wrote things on their own helmets and stuff. And final fact, um, the alien queen has transparent teeth as opposed to the warrior aliens whose teeth are metallic. Yeah. There we go. So that's how you can tell the difference between the alien queen and the warrior queen. And the, sorry, yeah. Huh. yeah, the alien queen and the warrior aliens. That's, there you go. That's how you tell the difference. <laughs> so it's a size and viciousness too. So, um, yeah, cool. So that is our favorite five female-led action films i don't know if that's the title it's quite a long title we'll think of a way to do it but um i guess we kind of mixed it up with our favorite female action characters and Mm. then some of the films because i don't think that was in order for me i don't know i don't know if i'd put aliens above say i i think i like terminator 2 better than aliens yeah as a movie as a movie Yeah, yeah yeah but because Sigourney Weaver was so dominant yeah. and led the movie, yeah. you know, more than Linda Hamilton did hers because yeah. she kind of shared it around a lot more. Um, that's why I went with her. And, and because she sort of set a new, you know, standard as yeah. well, I, I had to go with her. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening today. Really grateful to have your company. And we look forward to doing another one soon. If you've got any ideas, let us know. Hit us up Definitely. on social media. And um, otherwise, we'll see you next time. My name is Nate Hammond, and this is... Luke Ormsby. That's Luke Ormsby. Luke, I've stopped giving AKAs. Stop giving, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of like one that had to do with like female heroines or anything. I was trying to like, female heroines. Female heroes. Heroines. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was trying to think of one like, you know, Luke, the... I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. I'm just I'm I done. Come across I'm done. Right. I come across it's too late. Um, but yeah, the socially conscious Ormsby. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Luke, the feminist Ormsby. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having us. It's time to pop. Catch you next time. Yeah, it was very James Cameron heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as well. I mean, 